Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton. This podcast is available on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also find me on the Twitterverse at Sports Business. That's S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show at sportsbusiness at gmail.com. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about some of these NFL transactions that have taken place within the last couple of hours. We're also going to talk about how blackouts might be killing sports. Um, and then we're going to talk about some other things as well as college basketball. And then before we get up out of here, we're going to talk and get up out of here with the dummy of the day. But first things first, man, I was I was thinking about this and it popped in my mind the other day. I was like, man, does anybody watch SportsCenter anymore? Like a full legit hour. Because I was sitting there thinking the other day, you know, I was watching TV, and usually, but, but once upon a time, if I was done watching the game, I'd go over to SportsCenter and, and, and catch all the highlights throughout the day, but I can't think of a time where I've legitimately watched SportsCenter from track to track. And so, email the show. I, I'm just trying to figure out, one, is SportsCenter even popping on like that anymore? Are people tuning in? I know they got SVP, Scott Van Pelt late, late at night sometimes, but... I don't know if people really watch SportsCenter because there's so many different ways of getting your contact for sports highlights that I think it's almost like a thing in the past where people used to watch the the the, the nightly shows or getting up in the morning and they and they got their highlights. But I don't I don't think that's happening anymore. So email the show. I'm just curious about that. Just doing a little study on my own. But I think SportsCenter might be a thing in the past, man. I don't know if it's because people's attention spans ain't that good or the content's just not. It's not hidden anymore, so it is what it is. But I, I, I got to thinking, you know, I need to know if people still watch sports in it because I don't think that's a thing anymore. So, anyways, let me ask you all this question. So now we've seen a lot of the NFL free agents start to kind of take shape, and and players are on the move. And one one move today that kind of I'm not surprised, but I am surprised. But I'm also disappointed is the, the Las Vegas Raiders. They went on ahead and got Jimmy Garoppolo. Only fans, Jimmy. Porn star, Jimmy. Two things. One, if you see me with a Detroit Lions jersey or your New York Jets jersey next year, mind your damn business because I am borderline about to go on a silent protest with the Raiders. And from what I've been told, it ain't really been the, the going census around the, the Vegas area is that a lot of people aren't just happy with the pickup. And rightfully so. I think it's three years, thirty-some million dollars guaranteed. Two things: if you were going to get Jimmy Garoppolo, you should have just kept Derek Carr. I don't know how much better does Jimmy Garoppolo make the the Las Vegas Raiders. And at this point, if we're going to do all of this, you might as well call him the Las Vegas Patriots. Josh McDaniels, dumbass, has sat there and brought another former Patriot, the guy who has the Patriot way. So you got two quarterbacks: Nate Stenham, who was a former Patriot, and now Jimmy Garoppolo. You got Josh McDaniels. The the GM is a former Patriot. They had uh, the fullback that's a Patriot. I mean, what the hell are we doing? Are we just going to run a whole bunch of recycled New, York, New England Patriot players here in Vegas? Like, that makes zero sense. And now you're going to bring... Honestly, if this doesn't work out, and I'm not going to say if, when this doesn't work out, Josh McDaniels has to go at the end of next season. There's just no way you can keep him around. The fans are already impatient. 
the stadium's already being hijacked into other and as an opposing team's glorified home home games because one locals they just ain't they ain't, they not coming two true Raider fans they already protesting because the, the 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 Raiders are here in Las Vegas and three the ticket prices are so damn high the common folk ain't even trying to come out to to, to these games so I don't know how you can tell me a guy who threw only eight pass attempts in a playoff game is going to make this team better. If I'm Devontae Adams, I'd ask for a trade right now. You know, he said that he was on board with trying to keep things together and trying to bring an established quarterback. I don't think he meant him. Um, I, I, I don't see where you could say, all right, Devontae, you know, we're going to bring Jimmy Garoppolo in. One, he's Mr. Glass. He is the Anthony Davis of... NFL quarterbacks. He can't stay on the he can't stay on the field. It's always some crazy freak accident that happens to him. Two, he don't. I mean, he all right. We gonna find out if he really cool, or if he's sweet or not. But I don't think he he all that. And three, the Raiders don't have a solidified defense where, as opposed to the 49ers, where they could kind of hide a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo's flaws per se. Not even gonna say flaws, but. He didn't have to do too much where you'd be like, hey man, we need you to go, we need you to go win a game. He ain't got it like that. And people who want to bring up QBRs and QB rating passers and try to argue with me, like I kind of just don't take you serious because that stuff kind of goes in one ear and out the other. Because they're empty stats. Okay? Those are empty stats. QBRs, we don't even know what it what makes a QBR up. Like that's not a real stat. That's a made up stat that ESPN put together about uh, about seven to ten years ago. They created that stat. Where nobody even really knows what the equation is. So, miss me with the QBR stuff, okay? It ain't real. Second of all, the Raiders' defense is so horrible, you're going to need at least, at this point, the way the Raiders' defense is looking, you're going to need to at least score at least 30, 31 to 35 points and try to hope that you can stop them, which the Raiders just ain't got it like that. Now, granted, you got Darren Waller, who's supposed to be coming back next season. Hopefully, he's healthy, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy the last two seasons. Hunter Renfro hasn't been able to stay healthy the last two seasons, especially last year. You got Josh Jacobs, who is on a uh, on a franchise tag, so you only got him for one more year. Ain't no telling how he's going to play. And really, you don't have a number two wide receiver. Hunter Renfro is a third option. He's more of a slot receiver. I don't know what you're going to be able to do. You need somebody who's going to stretch the field. Jimmy Garoppolo always had a Emmanuel Sanders. Um, what's my man's name? Brandon Ayuk. You know, you had a guy who can run the, run the nine route who can stretch the field. The Raiders don't have that. Like, yeah, you got Devontae Adams, who's probably the best wide receiver in the game, but he's not stretching the field where you need a nine route. So I don't know what the Raiders are doing. Number two, I saw that Derek Carr went to the New Orleans Saints. I spoke to some people in the Saints, and I and I straight up said, "Hey, why do I feel like this is a desperation move that the Saints made?" And the going senses I got is that it is a desperate, desperate move. Like they're not really in love with this this move, but it was more out of desperation. They needed to get something to kind of bring people to just try to look like they're competing. I mean, at the at this right now, he is the best quarterback in the NFC South. Oh wait, wait a minute. There are no other quarterbacks in the NFC South. Tom Brady retired from the Buccaneers. I don't know what the Carolina, Carolina Panthers plan on doing. I think they have the number one overall draft pick now. But I don't know what they plan on doing with it. And as far as Atlanta goes, I don't even know who the hell the quarterback is because they let go of Marcus Mariota. So if you're going to tell me Derek Carr is the their, their best quarterback in that division, 
I mean, okay. But now they're looking like the the New Orleans Saints are looking like the New Orleans Va uh, Raiders because they got Dennis Allen or Dennis Allen, I believe is uh, not Dennis Allen. Um, Allen is the coach who was trash with the Raiders, which was Derek Carr's first couple of years of the season. So you guys are just going to run the reinvent the wheel there where it didn't work. But okay, that's neither here or there. So the 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 car to the Saints move sounds like a desperation move. Um, am I thinking about Jimmy G? Going back to Jimmy G, though, if he was that cool and if he's that good of a quarterback, why were the, the Niners so quick to draft lap dance lines? Why were they so quick to ship him off last season and kind of they didn't find anybody to they couldn't get a deal done, so they kind of had to just leave him in in left field and kind of just not use him until lap dance Lance got hurt. So I'm just trying to figure out if he's that much of a good quarterback. Why, why the Niners were so quick to ship them off out of there, really, the last two seasons? I, I just That don't really make sense to me if, if he's that much of a, a good quarterback and he's a game changer and he can do this and that. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm really not sold on, on Jimmy G to the Raiders. And from what I'm hearing and what I've seen, a lot of people here that are in the Raider Nation, they're not feeling it either. So I... I'm not even going to say I want to be wrong because this is about to be a long season. The schedule doesn't look good. I think they play the NFC East as well as the NFC North. Yuck. Now, on the bigger fish to fry, we got, and this is a legitimate question. Somebody, somebody brought this up and tried to throw Kirk Cousins' numbers versus Lamar Jackson's numbers. And I instantly, what are we doing? What are we doing? The fact that somebody, I here's one thing about me. If you want to send things to me or you want to send posts, I take things at face value. So if you don't say, hey, man, somebody sent this crazy stuff to me, what, you know, this this is wild. And you just send a blank picture with just numbers, I'm probably going to take it at face value if that's what you're trying to say. Now, somebody tried to bring up the fact that Kirk Cousins' numbers look very, very close, similar to Lamar Jackson's. I said, well, take away, let's look at what. Kirk Cousins have had to work with. He's had Dalvin Cook, a legitimate running back. Once upon a time, Alan Thielen was that dude. I think he's had Stephon Diggs. And he's had Justin uh, Jefferson, who's probably a top ooh, two to three receiver. Okay? You got Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, and somewhere along the line, you could put Jamar Chase in there as far as your top three receivers. Justin Jefferson might be the best wide receiver in football. Just saying. So you take that away. Lamar Jackson has been their running back. I think it is two years and two years that he's averaged. He's ran for over a thousand yards. So he's their running back. If you put in their wide receivers, I don't even know who they have. Like I think their best receiver was a tight end. So what are we talking about? But I did bring up this, to be fair. I don't know where Lamar Jackson can go. Where he instantly turns that team into a championship contending team. Now, word on the street is there is a there is a, um, a theory that somehow he can go to the Niners, which again it seems like Kyle Shanahan is able to Kyle Shanahan is able to kind of pull pull the cloth over people's eyes and make people into these make believe want to be great quarterbacks and maybe. You know, you put him in there with uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel. I'm assuming they're going to pick up Brandon Ayuk's last year, uh, his last year on his rookie deal, as well as George Kittle. 
and, and try to work some things out. So I, I don't know, but I really don't know where he can go right now where you'd be like, ooh, that'd be cold. Maybe New York, maybe the New York Jets, maybe, hmm, that's about it really. He can go to New York Jets. That's really all about it that, I, that I, I'm cool with. I can't see him going anywhere else. I can't see him going to Atlanta. That, that don't really make sense. He damn sure ain't going to Houston. Um, the Rams, they look like they ain't in sell mode now. They're going to try to figure some things out um, with them getting rid of uh, Jalen Ramsey. Which, side note, him getting, you letting go of a, a, a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer and Jalen Ramsey for a third rounder is a straight steal. Shout out to you, Miami Dolphins, for fleecing the the LA Rams. That, that's a that's a steal right there. So, but as far as Lamar Jackson goes, I don't know where he's gonna go, and he's gonna turn that team into a legitimate Super Bowl contending team. Um, I, I'm literally scanning through the field, the the teams that need a quarterback. Where are you gonna go, Indiana? Indiana? Ill? <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on now, it's Indiana. LOL. Um. Where are you gonna send them next to? Uh, the Commandos, Lionel Richie and the Commanders, uh, Commodores. Where he gonna go there? I don't, I don't think he's gonna make them that much better. Don't they don't need a quarterback in Philly. Um, going on the AFC side, I don't know where else he can really go, being the fact that they all kind of sewed up all their quarterback investments. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see. Now. This is a story that I've been following really, really close recently, and it is pretty interesting. And, and, it, and we may be coming into a point where these TV contracts might be getting a little bit too big and outbending themselves. Now, I brought up the whole ESPN, how many of y'all watch SportsCenter for a reason. One thing is, I'm a firm believer that I'm never going to cut the cord. I'm just That's just something I've been on. And for those who don't know what cutting the cord means, I'm not cutting my cable bill. And I read an article, yes, uh, about, a, about a couple of weeks ago that I've been really following. And it's talking about how Diamond Sports Group, the owner of 19 Bailey Sports uh, Regional Sports Networks, missed the payment of $140 million debt payment. And they're probably going to have to declare bankruptcy. Um, those teams are in, so the teams that are impacted are the Colorado Rockies, Houston Astros, Pittsburgh Pirates. The Denver Nuggets, the Houston Rockets, the Utah Jazz, and then for hockey, you got the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Las Vegas Golden Knights for hockey. And that's kind of a big deal. Um, this group is actually owned by Warner Brothers and Discovery, um, which was part of last They They got them from last year from... They, they acquired them, I believe, sometime last year. And I remember back in the day, not even back in the day before uh, Bally Sports came in the deal. You know, you still had like Fox Sports South, Fox Sports West, um, East, and all that. I think they had like seven different Fox Sports. And here comes Bally's kind of swooping in. And I think they said they spent over, they bid over eight, four billion. They put a bid in for $4 billion. What they didn't take into consideration was the fact that people are going to streaming devices and a lot of these things. A lot of these carriers don't have Bally Sports, and I heard that Bally Sports um, is trash. So, like, if you have, I don't know, YouTube, TV, um, Hulu, or all that other stuff, or they don't even have their own standalone app, that you can't even watch it. So, I got to thinking with all the new baseball changes and how they're trying to grow the sport and make it more faster and things like that. And you got baseball season literally in about 20 days, I think, until opening day. 
um, that's being affected by this. Now, I heard that from what I was told that the NHL, they've told they, they let the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Golden Knights know that they'll they'll pick up the tab and that they'll they'll figure it out for the remainder of the season, which is only I think only a couple of weeks before the play hockey playoffs start. As far as basketball, uh, I've been told that Adam Silver really isn't tripping. But also, again, Adam Silver, he be MIA. Like, I don't know where he's been the last few weeks, really. Um, we I don't know if the NBA has a living, breathing commissioner because he's been... I ain't seen him since the All-Star game. Now, <clears throat> the reason why I bring up this is a good, a big deal. And I feel like we may be coming into a... a, a a world where sports contracts and the sports bubble may begin pop pretty soon is because <clears throat> there's a lot of things that, that that take into effect. One, you got the NBA TV contracts that are coming up, I believe, in 2024. Now, there's already been a lot of grumbling saying that how a lot of these TV executives, they not feeling this load management stuff. Um, so you got that. You got baseball who... I mean, apparently they are a regional sport, but as far as a nationally, uh, a nationally watched game, it's a dying game. And now, and hockey, you know, you could say the hockey may have surpassed baseball as far as, you know, popularity goes. But now with all of this stuff going on, with baseball being less than, like I said, 20 days away from, from opening, opening, opening day, we don't really know what's going to happen to all the baseball teams. Whatever happened to just put it on your local Fox, CBS um cbs what is this fox cbs nbc abc channels you know that these these networks really got so greedy that they they sat there and overbid it and now the bills do and they don't have a way to pay the bill i was talking to my homeboy you know i live here in vegas and and, and one thing i've noticed recently especially with nba on tnt i've been in vegas for about who almost seven years now as crazy as it sounds I've been in Vegas for seven years. This is the first season I can think of that when TNT broadcast games, they're blacked out here. Um, and the reason why I was thinking, the reason why that really pissed me off was that we had Bigfoot in the NBA this year, and that is Sacramento Kings. Everybody kept talking about how good they were, how good they were. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I want to watch the Kings. Come to find out, if I got League Pass, the Kings, the Kings is, in, is a blackout. In the, in the Las Vegas market. It's the Kings, Clippers, and Lakers. Cl Clippers and Lakers, I kind of understand that. They're, they're part of, like, I can find them all on my cable 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 uh, program. Like, you can find them. The Kings is the one that tripped me out, man. Um, the Kings is the one that tripped me out is because we I live in Vegas. There's not even a local channel that has Kings games. Like, what are we talking about? Hell, the Bay Area is closer to Vegas than, than, than the Kings. Hell, Phoenix is closer to, the, to to Vegas than the Kings, and you're telling me that we don't have any Kings games? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So you're telling me that you can't grow. So even if you had the league pass, you can't even watch the Kings because they're in a blackout. So you can't watch that in no way, shape, or how, at least outside of illegal streaming, and I'm not about to do all that. It's not that serious. But the simple fact of the matter is this. I think we're getting to the point where these sports, these sports deals, they better get it together because... I think people are at the point where they just not feeling it no more. Um, you know, I think the pandemic really didn't do a lot of people no favors where they were like, all right, no sports. We'll figure out an alternative. Um, viewership is already down with the NBA, um, which is weird, um, but not it's weird, but not weird at the same time. So I don't know what 
these regional sports networks are going to do, but they better figure out something very, very fast. Otherwise, this is going to get really, really ugly. Um, I don't know how else baseball is going to be able to survive outside of getting rid of local blackouts. They're going to have to, like, why are we still doing blackouts? Like, I thought blackouts was a thing back in the 90s. I didn't know that was still going on. I really didn't know that was going on really until maybe last year when I kind of picked up on it with baseball. But still, why are we still doing local blackouts? So, something to look out for, ladies and gentlemen. But this regional sports network stuff, it's a big deal. And <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen to the baseball. What's about to happen to baseball? There's a couple of teams, like I said, in the NBA that's affected by this. And I think they need to get rid of blackouts immediately. Yo, if you're already paying for it, who cares? Like, why, why do you, why do you, why do networks got to be that greedy where they got to be like, well, you know, you can only watch it through us. Like, that's not cool. But just wanted to put that out there. It's just a little different sports topic. Speaking of different sports topics, did you see, I think it was on either Thursday or Friday, um, number two, the Dallas Mavericks spoke again. And my granddaddy always told me, if you see a dude who 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 using too many hand motions while he's speaking, and yeah, chances are you shouldn't you shouldn't listen to that person. And if you actually watched what he was talking about, and you put the TV on mute, you would have thought he was rapping the way he was moving his hands and things like that. I saw him with I, I saw I saw some of the some of the stuff he was saying, but he said something, and this is where I'm like, oh man, you know, as much as I be you know giving this man hell. He's actually right. He brought up a good point. He brought up a point about how sports betting has taken the purity and the joyfulness out of the game. Now, I don't know if I would have used those words in particular, but he did bring up a good point where it had me thinking. I'm like, damn, dog, like everything in sports now revolves around betting. Whatever happened to just tuning in, and if I just want to watch the, the, the Memphis Grizzle against the Dallas Mavericks, that I just want to see two teams play. Why does everything got to be revolved around that and this and that? You know, right after the first quarter, you're going to see Jalen Rose or Stephen A. Smith talk about what's the over-under after halftime. Or um, how many rebounds is Dylan Brooks going to get? Or how many assists will Luka Doncic get out in the game? Like, are y'all feeding for betting that much where you all got to be doing all these micro transactions? Like, you playing Call of Duty where you need extra skin for an additional nine bucks where you can win... Uh, 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 15, like, I, I, I don't get it. And, and he, he, and I, like I said, I don't know if purity and joy were the choices that he used, but I definitely see where he's coming from. I definitely see where, how a lot of these, these, these so-called fans, AKA short for fanatics feel like they can talk to you any old kind of way because you got money riding on the game. Um, and, and, and really once upon a time, you can only put bets in, 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 in your back of the, the bingo halls and your hood places if you knew the bookie or Vegas or really, I, I don't even know if you could do sports betting in, in, in Jersey, but it was really just in Vegas. <clears throat> but if you turn around and look up everything that has to do with sports now, they got the over and under. They got the DraftKings. They got the Caesars Sportsbook. They got FanDuel, um, MGM Sportsbook. Like, you got all these different things. It's like, bro, I just want to watch a game. Like, I, I don't... I don't see how I, I'm seeing. I might be foreseeing this now. I think we going down a slippery slope very, very soon with all the sports betting. I just don't know how this is going to keep thriving when in time where people in times where people are getting super duper desperate when they out here just betting they last 15, 20 dollars trying to hope that they can make, I don't know, 
$3,500 to, you know, $5,000. It, it's a slippery slope that a lot of people are playing on. And you got people already out here trying to step on the court, uh, the field, talking, you know, talking all kinds of crazy to these players. Is it something going to happen pretty soon for the bad, for the worse? And I, I don't know what, what the end result's going to be, but this is something that is, like I said, it's another thing that we going down another rabbit hole where I don't know. I just don't know how long this is going to be sustainable or not. So he brought up something and I was just like, man, I got to talk about that on my show because he's bringing up a good point. <clears throat> he's bringing up a good point. If you think about football alone, think about it. You got so many different fantasy things where people don't usually, you know, people still have people are still fans of their teams. But a lot of people are just like, eh, I, you know, I keep up with fantasy more than anything else. So. You know, and same thing with basketball. They follow the players. They ain't really following teams no more, especially the NBA. They don't really follow a lot of teams no more. They just following players. So <clears throat> he brought up that point. And I said, man, he's 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 on to something. He might be right. So the fact that <clears throat> the fact that, uh, you know, number number two, the Dallas Mavericks brought that up. It's it's, uh, it's it's probably a going thing right now in the NBA where people are feeling some type of way about it. And they're probably feeling the pressure about it. So we'll see what ends up happening about it. But uh, moving on, hey, man, don't let ESPN and all these networks fool y'all thinking y'all know what the hell y'all talking about with these, these college basketball brackets. I'm going to tell y'all right now, outside of Baycott, Drew Timmy, um, my man that was out here toting a pistol that unfortunately got somebody killed at the University of Alabama, I don't know any other college basketball players. And I say all this that is because here we are, March 13th, Selection Sunday was just yesterday. And here we come. Here we come to the, that time of the year where everybody thinks they know college basketball. When well, ain't nobody watched Jack Diddley Poo of no college basketball this year. I'm gonna tell you why. One, the Super Bowl was damn near on Valentine's Day. Two, number two ended up going to the Dallas Mavericks. Kevin Durant went to the Phoenix Suns. When did y'all have time to watch college basketball, y'all? Hmm? No, I didn't. Number three, I think for I, off the top of my head, I don't know. I think there might have been about. Nine or ten different number one, uh, over, number one AP poll ranked teams. That's not good. Here's the thing, man. I have zero interest in the NCAA tournament this year. Actually, I've really drawn every year. I feel like I'm watching less and less and less college basketball. I think I've watched more XFL than I have college basketball this year. And that's just based off the fact that one, that the sport is just the the overall product is trash. Um, too much stoppage. It's not a free-flowing game. The fact that, you know, you got way too many timeouts. Um, and then also the, the whole 30-second shot clock. Like, come on, man. What you need 30 seconds for? Come on now. 30-second shot clock. You got the home team or the team that made a basket. They still can call a timeout. Huh? To set up their defense. It's, it's, it's just not a good product. Second of all, really the one-and-done rule is, is, is really hurt college basketball. Um, and it's gotten worse over the years. Um, you got, I want to say, what's my man? The dude who almost broke Pete, uh, Pete Maravich's scoring record, but it took him like six years um, to actually break that record. But there wasn't, he didn't even get close. I mean, he was close, but he didn't break it. But there's another thing. Usually the rule of thumb is if you you in college and you you make it past your first year, or you, you're not in the pros after your first year, usually the rule of thumb is that just means you ain't good enough to go to the pros. Unless you go to a mid-major like Dame Lillard, CJ McCollum, uh, Gordon Hayward, Steph Curry is another guy that went to a mid-major. But even them, like look at those players. All those players about 10 years ago. 
You know what I'm saying? Like Steph Curry, I believe, is in his year 13 or 14, something like that. Clay Thompson is year, uh, not Clay Thompson, Dame Lillard's right around there. I think he's in year number 10, 10 or 11. Gordon Hayward, that was that Butler game. That was about 10, 10 12 years ago. Um, so those those mid-major dudes, they're not really in the NBA all like that. Like they're not coming coming out of college three or four years. So that that little mid-major phase was was kind of a thing in the past. So you could you can't say that. So if you're telling me that you got Houston, uh, Purdue, um, Alabama, that's the one that that tripped me out. How the hell is the University of Alabama the number one overall ranked? tournament team ain't no way man ain't no way so one thing is i'm looking at usually what i what i used to do was the ncaa was the tournament used to be like a stepping stone for me to say okay cool i can see who's gonna make it to the pros or you gotta be able to watch who's gonna be able to go to the pros carmela anthony was one that i could think of off the top of my head where i was like oh okay you know how good is this dude in 03 d wade another one bosh another one cp3 um, you know, this, the, the, the tournament used to be your step into your showcase to be like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, 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 that guy's going to be something in the pros. Dewan Wagner is another one that was supposed to do something like that in the, in the tournament and be something in the pros. You ain't going to have that this year in this, in this tournament. Um, one is because G League Ignite, they're, they're deep. They got a whole bunch of players, but also at the same time, like I said, it's been too many, too much hot potato going on with that number one ranked team where you don't even have a team that you want to say, Hey. They can run the table or B, you just want to see them beat. Like if you look at the women's college basketball side, you got South Carolina with Don Staley. You know, that's a team that you can get jiggy with because they ain't lost all year. So you'd be like, okay, cool. You either rooting for them to win or run the table again, or you rooting for them to lose. It's just how it is. With men's basketball, you know, I mean, huh? I think I saw Purdue was ranked number one at one point. Oh, what? Why? Why? Why were they ranked? You know, tell me the story. Like, Every year in college basketball, you got that one player. Whether that was number two of the Dallas Mavericks, who play, you know, who went to Duke. Whether that was Jason Tatum. Whether that was Zion Williamson. Whether that was um, John Wall, Anthony Davis. You had a player before the season even started, Kevin Durant. You had a player before the season even started. Where you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, he gonna be something. You ain't got that no more. You you really don't have that no more, and it's kind of showing. So I'm cool. Don't don't let these people turn you on into college basketball experts because I don't think you know more than they do. Okay, I'm just saying I don't think you know more than they do, and I don't even think they know what the hell they're talking about because, like I said, there's been too much other things that have taken a place where you know what I'm saying ain't nobody ain't nobody even had time to actually watch college basketball this year. So just just you know just just be okay to say that y'all ain't watching college basketball. You know. And that's okay. But don't don't tell me that you guys are going to fill out these brackets because you know what you're talking about. But, again, that goes back to my last subject that I was talking about. Y'all going to sit there and put some money on there and, and, and hope that it, it, it let it ride on a team that wears that wears the color red or their mascot is is the Nittly Lions or something like that. So, I'm just saying, don't let, don't let these people come out here and fool y'all, man. Just saying. Before we get up out of here, like I said, you've been listening to the Sports Business Podcast available on all platforms. When we get out of here, we're going to do the dummy of the day. I've been meaning, I've been sitting on this story, ooh, for a solid two weeks. <laughs> and I meant to talk about it last week, but the story was so cool, I, I still felt like I could hold on to it. And it, it happened in Augusta, Georgia. Shout out to James Brown, RIP, from Augusta, where a, a woman is accused for purposely crashing her vehicle into a Popeye's chicken restaurant because her order didn't include biscuits. 
the article off of the KIRL ABC local ABC channel. Belinda H. Miller, age 50, of Augusta, was arrested Wednesday and was charged with a felony or aggravated assault and criminal damage to a property to the first degree, according to the Richmond County Sheriff's Office, for um, driving her car into a Popeye's chicken. Now, I'm going to tell you all something. Popeye's do be hidden. You tell me something about Popeye's, I'm probably going to be the first Popeye's chicken person voucher ever. That's That's my jam. Dark meat, three-piece dark meat, red beans and rice. You know what I'm saying? Biscuit. Now, I remember, I was a kid. I was spending the summer out here in Las Vegas. And I remember, because Popeye's were where I'm, you know, it was in the hood. And I remember I went to the hood and Popeye's chicken with my grandparents. And there was this lady, he had a gold, she had a gold afro. And so she was like, hey, I need some honey to go with my biscuits. The lady was, the, 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 the girl who was working there said, well, we don't have any honey. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. His lady went ham sandwich, was talking about she's going to blow this place up. She's going to set this building on fire, this, that, and the third. And I was like, man, like, is Popeye's biscuits, they, they be hitting like that? And and I and, and I was like, okay, well, let me try it with the honey. I was like, oh, okay, I see why she was mad. Now, I say I to say that I thought the lady threatening to blow this place up was about as far as you can get over some biscuits. I didn't know that you can run a car into a building over some Popeye's biscuits. Not to mention, you better have some strong, you better have a, 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 about two two cups for worth of Sprite to chase that thing down because them biscuits is thick. And I don't understand how you can indulge in a, in a Popeye's biscuit and, and, and just, you know, just raw dogging and just eat it like it's nothing because you definitely need a, a, a chaser to, 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 to push them that thick biscuit down. So the fact that the lady literally now is in jail with no no biscuits and no no three-piece dark meat or no red beans and rice with the cajun sparkle in there she's got to be the biggest dummy of the day you did all that just to sit there and and, and, and for what why are you why are you gonna sit there and damage a popeye's chicken you know how hard it is to get a popeye's chicken from the get-go and you go damage probably one of only three popeye's chickens in augusta georgia the hell was you thinking lady so anyways that lady's definitely by far the biggest dummy of the day like i said you've been once again my name is eric compton You've been listening to the Sports Business Podcast. We do the show about once a week. Um, this podcast is available on all platforms. Like I said, wherever you get, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Make sure you leave a review. Anything less than five stars, you are a certified bona fide J-Cat. Other than that, we'll see you all next week. We out.